Hello, CNTs. Welcome back to WRCT 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Arielle, and I have a staggering announcement. After universal consciousness being pushed to new boundaries with nearly every American and most of the world sitting on the edge of their seats, we had an election that has changed the course of our government's history. Ugh, history. Yep, it looks like America has run from the hills. But let us remember, nothing has changed yet. Except everything, of course. Obama is still keeping the seat warm, but soon we will have a sexually assailing, orange, bigoted, narcissistic, bullying, potentially illiterate, certifiable, rich, obese, straight white man in office. But hey, it's not the first time, right? This is CNT, a politically aware but not always correct podcast devoted to bringing you the sarcasm that you deserve. And given what we witnessed last night, now more than ever, it's important that we millennials speak up and out as often as possible. In a special on Xfinity, Stephen Colbert reacted to this crushing news with the following quote, You cannot laugh and be afraid at the same time, and the devil cannot stand mockery. So, moving forward, let us remember that laughter, joy, and love translate to power. And let us remember that voting does, too. In two years, that'll be 2018 for those of you listening to this while time traveling, 33 seats in the Senate will be up for grabs. Currently, those seats belong to 23 Democrats, 2 Independents, and 8 Republicans. And every single one of the 435 congressional seats will be fair game. If you feel sick, horrified, enraged by the results of this election, and I know I do, don't be discouraged. Okay? We will have our chance to make a change. This is a hard pill to swallow for us liberals. Some of us may have even lost faith in the American people. But we have to stay conscious. We have to be awake for this. We can't turn off or away from those we disagree with. We have to engage, try not to make quick decisions based on headlines and fear baiting. And above all, stay safe so we can fight the good fight and stay on the right side of history. We'll be right back after the following PSAs from our sponsors. 15,000 people voted for Harambe, a dead gorilla for president. That's more than the number of people who have ever shown up for a single Trump rally. It's hard to say whose vote was more horrifying. Britain is hosting massive celebrations this week since Donald Trump's elect has affirmed that Brexit was not the worst Trump up of 2016. Five states have passed legislation to legalize marijuana. Now, millions of people will be exposed to the reefer madness all the while putting thousands of drug dealers out of work. The campaign, hashtag, employ drug dealers 2016, has failed to trend. Every bully in America just received a formal license to up the ant by running for president should they feel threatened by their far more qualified female counterparts. Also on that license, farting on everyone they know. At 11 p.m. last night, the Canada immigration site crashed because too many people were Googling how to escape the U.S. But Canada doesn't want us. No one wants us. We're trash. 
That was a PSA message from our sponsors. Welcome back, CNTs. Many of us are still reeling from the results of this mind-blowing election, wondering, how is Donald Trump supposed to be a president for all Americans when he is so clearly representing a white supremacist mindset being put in a position of power? Instead of charging full-on to the experience that is being white in America, since we're all pretty sick of that narrative, I'll let Attica Locke, an accomplished African-American novelist and writer of the TV show Empire, to take it away. Attica? And let's listen to one more reaction this morning to yesterday's election results. Uh, We have Attica Locke on the line with us. She's a Californian novelist who often writes about black America. She's also a writer on the TV series Empire. Good morning to you. Good morning. So what are you thinking about this morning? I'm not crushed. I'm I'm awake to what my country is telling me. It is hard for me to not see this through the lens of race. I've always kind of considered racism to be America's original sin. And so the incredible optimism I felt on the other side of Obama is dashed. This is a backlash to that. There is a large segment of the population for whom having a black president was such an assault on their identity that their reaction to it has no reason. It makes no logical sense. You really see this um, as as a lot of Americans saying we weren't ready for a black president, did not want a black president. What exactly are you saying? I think of it through the level of the psyche. I think in the sense that we are still in a patriarchy, in the sense that the president is like a father of the nation or or a man that we're meant to look up to, I think there's a large segment of white folks who could not take that. The idea that this person was above them in some way. I think it was dislocating in terms of their sense of identity. I'm struck because I spoke to many white voters um, back in 2008, some of whom even talked about being former racists and overcoming that, who (laughs) were drawn to Barack Obama and reached a comfort level with him. And what changed over eight years? Well, first of all, the man's presidency has been poisoned, you know, frankly, by voices from Fox News, by a Congress that would not engage with them, by Donald Trump himself claiming the president was not a citizen. So clearly that starts to rub away at a foundational understanding of who Barack Obama really is and what he has really done for eight years. I don't think that certain people can quite even see it, if that makes any sense. Well, let me ask you this. Donald Trump, in his speech early this morning, said that he is going to be a president for all Americans. Are you open-minded? Are you prepared to, to look at him as your president? No. God, no. I think he was on some good drugs last night that calmed him down. But the real Donald Trump will show up in a few months. I mean, there's no evidence to suggest that the man is able to focus, engage in a way that isn't out of control, in a way that I wouldn't scold my 10-year-old daughter if she behaved that way. The Clinton campaign was very worried about African-American turnout. Um, Yes. It it seems like there was the campaign really underperformed, especially compared to to the turnout that Barack Obama saw. Do you think African-Americans failed to turn out for Hillary Clinton? God, no. I will daily stop that narrative. More white women showed up for Donald Trump than showed up for Hillary. So I wouldn't say that in any way black folks underperformed. I would say white races overperformed. And we should be careful here because there are many Trump supporters who I've spoken to over the years who, who would not consider themselves racist. You know what, though, David? I'm out with that. There's a part of me that honestly feels like that level of politeness where we're not calling things what they are is how we will never get forward. The fact of the matter is that you have to, at best, be able to tolerate okay. racism in your president. I'm afraid we're out of time. I um, wish, oh. wish we could talk much more. Uh, the novelist Attica Locke, thanks so much. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Attica. Now... 
I'm a white people. Actually, I'm a white woman. And this year, more white women voted for Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton, 53 to 43 percent. I'm pretty horrified at that statistic. Ladies, what the Trump? I'm talking to white ladies because more than 70 percent of black ladies showed up to vote, basically crushing every other demographic in terms of engagement. We heard the guy talk about sexually assaulting women in 2006. Not from way back when. That's just 10 years ago. We're not even over Jennifer Aniston divorcing Brad Pitt, and that was 11 years ago. Speaking of 11, 11 women came forward to back up that it was more than just locker room talk, and we let him become president? Needless to say that the patriarchy has so, so little respect for survivors of abuse and sexual assault, but why would we as a group vote against our own self-interest like that? Trump wants to defund Planned Parenthood, and with a Republican majority in the House and the Senate, he'll probably make that happen. Don't care about women? What about the environment? Trump has already appointed Myron Ebel at the head of the Environmental Protection Agency, a guy who has made a career as a climate change denier. Don't think climate change is real? What about the refugee crisis? He plans to terminate the Syrian refugee intake program here in the U.S. immediately, despite over 65 million people being displaced around the world, most of whom are women and children. Don't care about any of that? Fine. Let's talk about Hillary's emails, since you'll seem to care so much about that. Hillary's email scandal serves as a relevant lesson to all of us millennials. Guys, email can ruin you. Don't just send stuff willy-nilly. A trick I use, if you read something out loud in a really sassy voice and it still sounds polite, it's okay to send. Example. Dear Sharon, I hope this message finds you well. Please find your colonoscopy results below. P.S. Hoping your artisanal dog-conscious collared business is booming. Best. See? Perfect. Send. Though she would have been better off having opted for Twitter instead, you can delete those suckers anytime. Here's why we should be hopeful, though. Despite losing the presidential race, Clinton won the popular vote. So perhaps we might revisit this extremely flawed system of electoral voting? Another thing? Clearly, most of America is sick of career politicians. That is some common ground we might be able to agree on, eventually. Also remember that the revolution always has the best parties. We have a choice as a generation, to climb into our holes of self-care or instead to turn to action for solace. But either way, we have to engage with those we disagree with. And, and in the end, this all comes down to love. Listen to what Van Jones had to say about working together to a Trump voter who didn't understand why her friends were so mad at her on this show, The Ugly Truth. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help and you. And I'm trying to do the same <laughs> I know, thing. And I, I don't appreciate think we're going to agree but here. We don't have to agree. And what I'm trying to figure out is how did it get to the point where when you disagree with somebody, you have to be their enemy? That, that's how you get to a civil war. That just happened to me this past week. And one of my friends blasted me on social media. And how can a mother who professes to so love her children support Trump, who's a blah, 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 blah. And she called me two-faced, and she just cut into me big time. I lost a friend that I really liked and cared about. And how did my mothering come into play with 
who I'm supporting for president. Like, how dare you put me out there to be this evil individual? Uh, it broke my heart. It, it just broke my heart. I don't know. And that's why this is so good. And you're making me angry with things you're saying to me. <laughs> and, but I love you for it. And I just, why can people, why, why can't they just agree to disagree? Part of the frustration and the heartbreak is not that we're mad at you, is that we need you. Like, we need each other. Um, you know, li liberty and justice for all. Every American child is raised with that. But they're never taught what it means. Conservatives are very concerned about liberty, individual rights. Liberals are more concerned about justice. What about those smaller groups that might get run over by the bigger groups? If you just go with justice only, no concern for liberty, just justice, you get totalitarianism. And if you have liberty without justice, you wind up with a different kind of domination. You wind up with corporate domination. And then the corporations buy your government. And then you're really screwed. And so the people who are strong on liberty and the people who are strong on justice are supposed to work together. And together, we can solve a bunch of problems. Right now, we've been turning into enemies of each other. That's why America doesn't work. You, you're, and, and, and until we start doing this, I mean, all across the country. We're not going to make it. We all feel the way Trump looks, like an annoying little baby that won't stop saying racist stuff. But let's remember that the most important work will come from us, the average citizens. Let's engage with each other and end the divisiveness. Here's what Hillary had to say after this devastating defeat. To all the little girls who are watching this, never doubt that you are valuable and powerful and deserving of every chance and opportunity in the world to pursue and achieve your own dreams. And to all the women, and especially the young women, who put their faith in this campaign and in me, I want you to know that nothing has made me prouder than to be your champion. No, we have still not shattered that highest and hardest glass ceiling, but someday someone will, and hopefully sooner than we might think right now. And it was at that concession speech that Hillary announced she would be running against Kanye in 2020. This wasn't the only hopeful thinking she did, though. Listen. And I still believe, as deeply as I ever have, that if we stand together and work together, with respect for our differences, strength in our convictions, and love for this nation, our best days are still ahead of us. You can say a lot of things about Hillary Clinton, but you can't say she didn't go down with grace. And now we'd like to share a poem with you before we move on. This comes from Mark Aguhar and is titled, Litanies to My Heavenly Brown Body. Erica? Blessed are the sissies. Blessed are the boy dykes. Blessed are the people of color by my beloved kith and kin. Blessed are the trans. Blessed are the high femmes. Blessed are the sex workers. Blessed are the authentic. Blessed are the disidentifiers. Blessed are the gender illusionists. Blessed are the non-normative. Blessed are the gender queers. Blessed are the kinksters, blessed are the disabled, blessed are the hot, fat girls. Blessed are the weirdo queers, 
Blessed is the spectrum. Blessed is consent. Blessed is respect. Blessed are the beloved who I didn't describe, I couldn't describe, will learn to describe, and respect and love. Amen. Amen. Okay, CNTs, we didn't get a mother in this election, so I'll lend you mine. It's time for our favorite part of the show. Mama Z will be telling us a bedtime story. So go ahead and get cozy with your nighty and your J. It's story time. Mama Z. It's yours. Oh, that's a nice name. You know, over the past weeks, we have been literally lambasted by negative headlines. And after last night, I think we all need a good chuckle. So, I thought I would find some really good headlines from the past that are pretty amusing. You know, reporters don't plan it this way, but sometimes the headlines just take over. So sit back, listen carefully, and enjoy. And here's our first headline. It comes from Down Under. Army Vehicle Disappears. Australian army vehicle worth $74,000 has gone missing after being painted with camouflage. <laughs> and for those who are golfers, this is one's a treasure. Tiger Woods plays with own balls, Nike says. Hmm, I didn't know Tiger played like that. And for those of us of a legal stance, because lawyers are always funny, here's one. Man accused of killing lawyer receives new attorney. Well, lucky him or her. I wouldn't want to be them. Only to be outdone by this one. Alton attorney accidentally sues himself. <laughs> Gotta love those lawyers. Of course, sometimes you just have to see it to believe it, like this one. Mississippi's literacy program shows improvement. Now, that sounds well and good. However, in this headline, Mississippi is spelled M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. -I. I think they need to go back to school. Of course, law enforcement can give us a giggle. And this one comes from the Express Times. Homicide victims rarely talk to police. Really? How dare they? And for those of us who are suspicious of just how smart our government really is, this headline clarifies it all. Federal agents raid gunshot and find weapons. Hmm, I wonder what they were expected to find. And then, of course, let's go on to sex. According to the New York Post, now, now wait for it, Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after age 25. I didn't know you were a teenager when you were 25. Only to be outdone by the British from the Winchester Star. Study shows frequent sex enhances pregnancy chances. Good to know. Well... Uh, that's all we have time for today, but I hope you're smiling now and that you can think up some of your own about this election. So, good night, y'all.
Okay, CNTs, that's it for today. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday at 5 when we'll be joined by an amazing young woman studying directing here at CMU. Rachel spent the last year in the Czech Republic and is going to help us understand the xenophobia stoking the fires of the immigration crisis in Europe. She also happens to be my little in the directing program, so we're really looking forward to having her on the show. And if you missed an episode, don't worry, we've got you. You can check us out on our SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com backslash CNT CNT. From WRCT 88.3 FM, I'm Ariel, and this was CNT, politically aware but not always correct, reminding you to wake up and stay woke. Later.